Brammies, it's time to talk about our favorite cookware, Caraway. Caraway cookware has the convenience of nonstick, which is a game changer for your cooking experience. I used to have such a hard time cooking because my food would stick to the pan and burn, and then I'm left with a tedious cleanup project that just ruins the whole experience. But when I cook with Caraway, the nonstick helps cook to cook everything properly, and the leftovers just slide right off when I'm cleaning. Extra bonus, you can cook without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals. Caraway's nonstick chemical-free ceramic coating makes for easy cooking and cleanup, so you get the best of both worlds. It also doesn't hurt that they're so aesthetically beautiful. With cookware, bakeware, food storage, and tea kettles to choose from, there's something for everyone. And we want to share the love with our Rammies. Visit carawayhome.com slash ram10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash ram10 or use code ram10, R-A-M-10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Rammies, if you are a California listener, stop right now, stop whatever you are doing, because we have the most exciting and special discount code for you. We are collaborating with Drew Martin to give you 10% off Drew Martin joints. Ugh, you know how much we adore this company. They are 100% queer owned. Their joints are made with botanical blends such as rose, chamomile, lemon, ginger, and it just makes you feel like you are smoking such a light and joyous and uplifting joint. The marketing is so good. The branding is just stunning. So it's a great for a gift. You can smoke these by yourself and just feel so relaxed. You can smoke them with friends and feel social. It never gives you that sort of panicky feeling like a lot of joints do. We cannot recommend them enough. Go to drewmartin.co. Use code RAM10 to get 10% off your order. Let us know what you think. We're having fun. We're having fun. We have to remind ourselves that we're having fun. Yes, guys, let this be a lesson to all of you. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Are you guys okay? Yeah, no, we're okay. Hey, has anyone else felt a little crazy this week? Uh, yes. This week has had some dark energy, I feel. It sure has. And, you know, we've never broken that fourth wall. I know. And I'm sorry <laughs> to bring you into this because you're probably, it's your Monday. You're like, have high hopes for the week. Yep. You went in with a positive attitude and we're like, and here we are. This world because it's not kind sometimes. It's not. But we are. But we are. And that's why we're going to give you a little, um, a little fun episode today. Yeah, I, it is right? a fun episode. We're drinking sparkling rosé because Claire had the beautiful idea for me to talk about Barbie today Barbie! and the history of Barbie because who doesn't want to hear about that thing, that sweet thing. thing. an institution. I mean, talk about iconic. Talk about iconic and has been all over so many platforms. Yet I know nothing about her. She just was to me. She just was. She just is. She was. She just is. And she will always be. She literally will. I do feel like she's been on our earth since the beginning of time. Like she was in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. She, she was around with the dinosaurs. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she sure was. And they were like, look at that thing. They're like, wow. That tiny, never... tiny waist. <laughs> like how is she proportionate? She's not. She's not. And we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was interesting to dive into the history how she became to be, um, controversies over the years. You know, nothing is perfect. And with every fun side of something, there's also a dark side. I love the dark right? side sometimes. And we do like a dark side. But to um, talk about it. What, what's been your experience with Barbie through uh, the years, through, through your womanhood? I always loved Barbie. Mm-hmm. I was always the kid who I had certain friends in elementary school that I knew exactly what kind of Barbies they had at their house, and I would use them to go over and play with said Barbies. Did you have your own Barbies? Oh, yeah. I had Barbies for sure, and I always cut their hair off and made them look crazy. I always popped their heads off. Like I was not gentle with my Barbies. I think I had like one collector's Barbie and I was like, it's going out of the box immediately. Like, let me fuck her up. Let me fuck her up. Oh, well, speaking of like naked Barbies, making them have sex. Oh God. Yeah. I know I'm not alone in that. You sure are not. I have such a distinct childhood memory of, so I had this blue bin. I remember 
filled to the brim with Barbies. Oh, I had had an addiction. Um, it. I honestly, we should have brought my my mother on as a guest star because she was like, it was just crazy how obsessed you were. Like I'd never seen anything like it. And I don't think I was like a spoiled brat, but I think when it came to Barbie, I remember being in the toy store and being like, can I get that one? It was the Christmas edition with like this like beautiful ball gown. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And she was like, no, we have to stop now. You have like probably 50, too many, this is too much. And I remember saying, well, you know what? When I'm 18, I'll buy as many Barbies as I want. And she said, sure, sweetie. Can you imagine at 18, you're like, I have to do what I said. And you're the 18 year old yes. that goes and buys tons of Barbies. That would be um, concerning. Haunting. Maybe. Haunting. Well, I did say that I told you I had a music teacher who was obsessed with Barbies and had um, a competition at our school to go to her Barbie room at her house. It is tough when it gets into adulthood of it like, is. where does this stem from? <laughs> Why has it continued? But God, nothing like fascinated me more than picturing what that Barbie room was like. I mean, even now it still gives me chills down my spine. I'm like, oh my God, what luxury. Like she's just, she's just so beautiful. She is stunning. I don't know what just came out of my mouth. No, but. she she is stunning. And um, you know, she's had quite the history of um even where that stemmed from of her whole look is actually very fascinating. Oh my God, I just like can't wait to get into it. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we dive in? Let's dive We've into Barbie. We've already said dive in for Titanic. What would Barbie be? We said hop in for Playboy. We've said, let's see, Barbie. Shall we? Plastic. It's fantastic. Let's just start singing the Barbie theme song. <laughs> or the yeah, go. I'm a Barbie girl in, in a Barbie, Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. Boom. <laughs> That's all we're going to do. <laughs> People are like, and good night. We should have someone do like a cover of it. <laughs> yes. Katie. Katie. <laughs> oh, like, man. Not. Well. We should. We should, and, and we could. Um, yeah. So, I mean, anything else you want to say about your experience, um, mm. your perception on Barbie as a grown um, woman? My perception of Barbie as a grown woman, I understand why she is problematic and I I think part of the thing is it's like it's so ingrained in our minds like in the 90s no one was really saying like this body actually is harmful to young women to see um it just was and now I'm glad that they are making strides to um normalize because also I'm a white woman so I never felt like, why does Barbie not look like me? Right. And I was privileged enough to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad that there are girls now who can feel more seen by Barbie. Totally. Yes. And obviously I had the same experience of not ever being triggered by mm-hmm. her. Um, but a lot of people were and um, in, in a lot of different ways, racially, body type. Yeah. Um, Differently abled. Differently abled. And we will, we will get into that. And like a few of these things are a little bit heavier of like some of the studies. Mm -hmm. So like perhaps a trigger warning for somebody that might not be ready to like Mm -hmm. talk about her bodies, her eating disorders. Exactly. So there, there are a few things I will mention, um, in studies that I found, um, that yeah, it's heavy, but it's also important to talk about because Mm -hmm. she has changed with the times. I think they took a little bit too long. Yeah. Well, they always do. They always do. And so it's like, you can talk about, yes, thank God that they finally, um, recognize some of these problematic things. And also like, Jesus Christ, why did this take until 2016? Come on. My God, 2016. Mm -hmm. Yep. Where have we been? Where the hell have we been? What happened in 2016? Oh, the year Trump was elected. Wow, what a year. At least something good happened. I know, Barbie got it together. (laughs) But Barbie started becoming more diverse. Barbie got it. Also, just to go back on this, because I'm just thinking of where I am with Barbie and stuff, like she really, uh, and maybe we'll talk about this later, but like sounds like she made you into a monster. She also brought out the worst versions of myself. I remember running away from a toys, uh, my mom in a Toys R Us um, because she wouldn't buy me a Barbie. Yeah, she really like <laughs> ignited something. She, she did something to millions and millions of, of, of girls around the world. She she did. And that's why it's so fascinating because she's different than any other doll. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear let's it. Let's do it. Okay, so Barbie. Ruth Handler and her husband, Elliot Handler, founded the toy company Mattel Inc. in 1945. We've all seen Mattel, right? Yes, we they're, have. they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking toys. 
One time I was getting, this is so troubling. Oh God, tell me. One time I was getting a massage and I was like, it was, I, it was when I first started getting massages. So I was like being talkative, which is so annoying. And I don't know why I would ever do it's that. It's faux pas, It's gross. Or it's stupid. Like <laughs> shut up and enjoy it. And I was like, what, so what else do you do or something? And he, the man giving you a massage, we might cut this later. Okay. Just say it though. <laughs> now I'm very intrigued. It's like, I review toys for Mattel. And I was like, please stop touching me immediately. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was dark. Chris, you can cut it. <laughs> but, I mean. But so Mattel. Someone's got to do it. Someone's, but Probably, me should be a grown man. Yeah. It's always like when someone as an adult is passionate about toys, it is strange. It's, it's very weird. I had an experience once where I won't say who this person is, but I went into, he's probably in his 60s, and I went into his house, and one of his rooms was filled with no furniture, just filled with toys in, in a huge room. What? And like some of the most expensive like collector items. That's when you like start backing out slowly. Yeah. And keep calm. Yeah. And then you run. And, yeah. And I, I didn't know what to do at that moment. Um, but. <laughs> so Bruce made Mattel. <laughs> yeah. This won't be an episode all about perhaps pedophilia. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry, guys. <laughs> Once again, we said that the, the energy this week is manic. Yeah, it um, is. It is. Okay, so Ruth and her husband, Elliot, Mattel, Inc., 1945. Fourteen years later, Barbie was invented. Her real name was Barbara um, Melissant Robert, Roberts. Melissant? I was going to say Maleficent. That's, that's wow. what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Melissant Roberts from Willows, Wisconsin. That is a fictional city, but wouldn't she be from Wisconsin? Would she be? I don't know. For some reason, I imagine her like Cape Cod almost. Mm. Wisconsin seems so like homegrown. Well, I think that probably embodied this like all-American girl. Mm, There it is. Like once again, back to Playboy. We always like to throw it back. Girl next door. There it is. She's relatable. She's outdoorsy. She probably had a good family upbringing. Mm -hmm. Like doesn't take a lot to like you know, Wisconsin's perfect for her then. Yes. And Willows, wherever that may be. Also, Willows just sound chic. Yeah. No, it really does. Yeah. Like she's country, but she's chic about it. Exactly. And mm-hmm. isn't that the dream? Isn't that the dream? <laughs> isn't that we're all, what we're all trying to achieve? We wish that we were more like that. Yeah. Uh, but here we are in LA drinking the, drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, exactly. You could say. Um, so Ruth was inspired by watching her own daughters play with paper dolls, specifically of adult women. Or baby dolls, but not really have this in-between of this doll that could, like, embody little girls imagining their future. Mm. So it was sort of like paper dolls aren't really cutting it. Like, sure, you can put them in different outfits or they're, like, taking care of their baby and putting a bottle to it. But, like, how about we have this beautiful doll that this little girl can look at and be like, I want to be like that when Mm. I grow up. Also, paper dolls just seem like – so easy to ruin. Oh my god! I used to also love paper dolls. Oh, so I don't she- think I've ever played with a paper doll. Oh my was god! Was it just a piece of paper? Oh my god! It was so fun. So you had one that was like thicker, like kind of like a piece of paper. I mean, yeah, but you can't really rip them. I mean, you could. I'm not explaining this well. I'm getting excited <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> but then you could put. I had a Princess Diana one. Well, of course, and you could you put did. all of her clothes on it. Oh my god! It was so fun. I'm googling what a paper doll looks like because I'm literally imagining a piece of printing paper. Paper dolls and Playmobiles are underrated. Underrated, And if my brother's listening to this, he understands what I'm saying. Shout out to Adrian. Shout out to Adrian, who played with paper dolls with me for a very long time because mm-hmm. he's a good older brother. Um, so there was this lack of space that Ruth found. I see paper dolls now. Right? So oh, my God. Sorry. So I understand. It's I okay. understand. I, okay, we're back. No need to apologize. Um, interestingly enough, Barbie's appearance was modeled after this doll called Build Lily, who was inspired by a German comic strip character originally. Oh. So unlike Barbie, um, Lily did not have this like arched foot with itty bitty toes. She didn't even have feet. Oh. The end of her leg was cast in the shape of a stiletto heeled pump and painted a glossy black. So even like that image is sexual, right? Yeah, she's in a pump. So, in the comics, Lily was this, like, witty, irreverent, and sexually uninhibited woman. This is a comic for kids? So, at first, this was specifically marketed towards men. You could buy it in, like, 
at the liquor store. She was more sexual. And then they found that, oh, actually kids are like drawn to her. And so Ruth was like, she saw this comic and she was like, interesting. Like at first she was this gag gift for men. And now she's like, probably she physically looks like what every little girl wants to look like when she grows up. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, in one of the comic strips, uh, it shows L- Lily covering her naked body with a newspaper and explaining to a friend, we had a fight and he took back all the presents he gave me. Another shows Lily in a bikini. When a policeman tells her that her two-piece swimsuits are illegal, she says, oh, in your, in your opinion, which part should I take off? Oh. So this is Barbie's origin. This is literally how they <laughs> were like, and now let's make a version of this for children. Weird. Problematic from the start. Yeah. It's like, Whoa. why is she so sexualized? Yeah. Whoa. So um, Mattel bought the rights to Lily. I just like, mm-hmm. it's so strange that old Ruth was like, let's make this for kids. Yeah. And like, obviously, you know, she's part of this toy company toys are beautiful and glamorized mm-hmm. and everything's sort of over the top. And even baby dolls are very pretty. You know, like they have mm. these long eyelashes and right. rosy cheeks mm-hmm. and red lips. And so like, I think, you know, this is the world she was living in. This is also in the fifties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she bought the rights to Lily and then Handler created her dream doll, which was quote, always going to be a reflection of the times. Oh, So she really wanted her to change. With the times. With the times. So when she first went on display, which was March 9th in New York City, 1959. This Barbie. This Barbie. Hey, Barbie. She was 1950s glam. She was inspired by Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor. She Mm. was wearing a strapless black and white striped bathing suit. I, I, before yeah, I yeah. even seen the picture, I know, and I'm looking at the pictures now, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Her hair was up in a curly ponytail. Um, she had a side smirk and she wasn't directly giving you eye contact. So she's kind of this like aloof beauty where she's just like, they, I'm here. You can look at me, but I'm probably not going to look at you. Already very sexual. Very sexual. Um, she was 11 inches tall, had blonde hair and she was three, $3. How much, what was that back then? God damn these conversion rates. <laughs> I think, God, I want to say maybe around like 20 now. Three. I think she's always been pretty like reasonably I, I remember it's like growing up, it was always like $20. Right? Or even a little less. Like um, Okay. So, and today $3 is $28.14. Okay. So, so a little not under crazy. 30. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. One of these dolls now that was that were on display in 1959 could now be sold for more than $25,000. What? People love Barbie. People love these grown men. It's really intense. So Barbie was immediately a success. And they were like, all right, we have to create this, like, entourage for her. We have to have family. We have to have friends. We have to have lovers. <laughs> like, literally, they were like, let's give her a community. <laughs> So her on and off again lover came into the picture in 1961. Did they call him lover? They literally called him lover. Whoa, so intense. So intense for like a three-year-old to be like, that's her lover. Like, <laughs> when did you, what, like, did you I, even I, don't, I don't even think I say lover now. I'm like, what even is a lover? I've that's taken a, good, a lover. That's a good question. What, I think a lover is a... I, someone you have sex with. But just sex, right? That's what I would think. Would you ever call... Your boyfriend? A lover? lover? No. (laughs) Would you ever call anyone a lover? (laughs) I've like referred to someone as a lover when I feel uncomfortable and like we're just having sex but we're not dating. Yes. No, I think that's exactly what it is. So maybe that's that's what they were and we we romanticized it. Well, that's like also very progressive. Maybe both of them had commitment issues. Well, probably. She couldn't look you in the eye. No, she – there it is. (laughs) I relate to Barbie. (laughs) I am Barbie. (laughs) So this was obviously Ken, Ooh. for those, for, if you know, you know. Oh, Ken. Oh, Ken. Um, so he came into the picture in 1961. He was named after Ruth's son. Oh, interesting. Well, who is Barbie named after? Or did they just like that name? I think, I'm not sure where Barbara came from. I think that's kind of like nope. going back to that, like, 
you know, embodying that good old American gal. Barbara was, that is a huge name of the time. And it's interesting because the name Barbie now, I feel like is never used as a nickname for Barbara as much because of the doll almost. Right. Because Barbie has a dumb connotation, whereas Barbara is very traditional and probably more like respected. Mm -hmm. My favorite nickname for Barbara, I think is Babs. Babs, also hilarious. I love that one. Um, What's the movie with Kristen Wiig and Barb and oh Barb, Barb and Star? Star. <laughs> do they does she, do they call each other Babs in that? Or does she call her Babs? I don't know. I think they just said Bob. Or, no, that was not it. Bob. <laughs> Guys, wasn't there Midwest accent at all? If you haven't seen that movie, <laughs> go Jamie Dormant. Wow, iconic, iconic role of his lifetime. Truly, show. <laughs> um, Ken and Barbie. Is very funny because they literally used their relationship status for advertisements, for like different commercials that said that they were broken up and he needs to like get back together with her before Valentine's Day. Whoa. So I didn't know that they really like personified this relationship in the press and for <sighs> advertisement. They really took advantage of it. Um, so in 2004, jumping ahead a little bit, but this is all I'll really say about Barbie and Ken. Um, Barbie and Ken made news of their own when they decided they were better off as friends. I remember this. I don't remember now this. Now that you say that, I remember everyone being like, Barbie and Ken broke up. Yes. <laughs> Ken broke up. I, I don't remember this, but it was fascinating because what a genius thing Truly. to do. Because you feel connected to both of them. It keeps you like engaged in their story. Human beings are so crazy. We're literally talking about a piece of plastic. Exactly. But we're invested. I'm sure people were hurt by it. (laughs) People like cried. You know that there were probably some people that did cry. And that's scary. A hundred percent. I have no doubt in my mind. So they're still broken up? No. So um, am I jumping ahead? After seven years apart, Barbie and Ken reunited in... um, in 2011. Mm. Yes. But so there was this whole campaign that was launched for Ken to win Barbie's affections back. And then they finally reunited on Valentine's Day. They've been together ever since. Well, they're obsessed with Valentine's Day. They really are. Once again, you know, everything's romanticized in the toy world. Totally. That's how they <laughs> toy get, world. that's how they get like, you know, Bar- Barbie has a Valentine's Day outfit. Yeah. It's all just very like, I'm so glad that they worked it out, though. I am, too, because, you know, I love a love story and people can come back together too. after trials and tribulations. They just had to figure it out in this modern world. They really did. So in addition to Ken, um, to combat her sex symbol, they made her best friend Midge. I was like, God damn, give her a better fucking name. So rude. Very upsetting. Midge? Midge. How do you spell this? Um, M-I-D-G-E. It's exactly how I thought, and it's not nice. It's not nice. Um, who was described as homely. Oh, my God. And she looked, you know, and this is also just this, like, very problematic stereotype of the blonde fun one and the brunette boring ugly one. Yeah, why do they say that about brunettes? I think it gave me a complex as a kid because I was born a brunette and I'm now a blonde. This is true. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, that blondes have more fun. I think this is all in the time, too, of like we're getting out of black and white movies. Mm. And I mean, but even Hollywood, you know, very famous Hollywood stars. I guess there were a lot of brunettes as well. Yeah, but but like think of the sex symbol. Well, Meryl Monroe. For, exactly. So I think that really ignited this like image of blondes being sexy and fun. And I think Barbie definitely took that on. <laughs> Barbie took that on. She took that on. It's like, don't take it on, Barbie. She's like, I have no choice. They're doing this to me. We're <laughs> not shaming Barbie. Midge is like, if I could get a few blonde highlights, so maybe I won't be homely. <laughs> She's like, if I could just take off my glasses and then you can see how yeah. beautiful I am. <laughs> but you're smart. And you're ugly. God damn it. I, I actually don't think that, but Mattel did. Mattel sure did. Um, so, you know, from the get-go, sure. Some things that just weren't weren't 100%, you know, helpful in terms of how women could see themselves in this stall. However, she did have more than 200 careers. Oh. She went to the moon with Neil Armstrong. You go, girl. She sure did. She was a doctor. She was a paleontologist. She was a rock star. She was a computer engineer. She, They did give her a lot of these professions that mm. most women probably did not grow up thinking, I can do that. Of course. 
Which is revolutionary. It is. For the time. And, you know, she just became the sensation. Andy Warhol painted an official photo of her. <sighs> so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she had an official Twiggy celebrity Barbie and Twiggy sponsored it. Like, wow, people Twiggy. were obsessed with her. Well, also, just like, I do remember thinking, like, which career Barbie do I want? And that is, like, very revolutionary. To, yeah, to see yourself in something mm-hmm. when you're that impressionable and to be like, I'm obsessed with this doll. And she's going – she's an astronaut. You never see female astronauts. No. Like, that's awesome. That's so cool. And she really, like, you know, back to that mission of her changing with the times, she was iconic in the way that she would have different, you know, blank Barbie, blank Barbie, like in 1971 um, with American society under strain due to violent anti-war prep protests, mm. um, economic instability, and ongoing civil rights battles, Malibu Barbie was launched. She had a new sculpted face. That featured an open smile for the first time, sun-tanned, makeup-free skin, and sun-kissed hair. Malibu Barbie was marketed as the ultimate surfer girl. There was no significant change to Barbie's appearance. However, the disappearance of her coy sideways glance, which was really welcomed by feminists because they were like, she's looking straight at you. She's not just... That coy, that coy element is gone. Yeah, that's it's like a sexy little like don't look at me. Exactly. And Malibu Barbie was so iconic because she projected this empowered and like relaxed persona in this time when a lot of Americans felt anything but that. Mm, It was like a welcomed ray of sunshine. Exactly. Or like you know um, some sort of relief. Yeah. Like I'm sure you know musicians felt the same way of like let's try to give you know people a song that can make them feel like. For a moment, we can, you know, dis- disengage with all the horrible things going on right now. Yeah. Um, Malibu Bar- Barbie sounds like the cool girl. Malibu Barbie is the cool girl. And it's also funny because as it says, like, makeup-free skin, it's like, sure, she doesn't, quote, have makeup on, but she still looks flawless. Well, that's – if you have a spray tan, which it sounds like she did. Yeah, of course she did. She's always had a spray She's tan. She's always had a spray tan. That's why she always looks flawless. I know. I'm like, where does she go? Because <laughs> yeah. sugar and bronze. Guys, you guys are booked until, like, October. Yeah. Hey, sugar and bronze. <laughs> Open up for us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's neither here nor there. But um, – so, you know, there were really great things about – Barbie from the careers to them developing a Barbie that can maybe take some of the stress off of people. Do you think Ruth saw herself and would consider herself a feminist then? That is a good question. I can't speak for Ruth or the origin of her mission to to develop this this doll. I think she probably would Mm -hmm. because of, you know, in that time – I mean, definitely white feminism. Right. Totally, totally. Um, but in in the 50s, and not to excuse that, but I think that's probably the only thing that she knew of being like, I want my daughters to play with a doll that can have careers, which was unheard of. Still problematic because it's not all inclusive. Right. But she probably would. Well, I mean, she was a working woman and an innovator herself. So Totally. I think, you know, she saw that space and, you know, I'm, I'm sure she really did. I think mm-hmm. she was like, I'm doing a great thing mm-hmm. for young women. Yeah. Um, you know, however, oh, there's always a however with these stories, aren't there? Yeah, there is definitely an anti-feminism movement that, or not movement. There was <laughs> Barbie was like Barbie was like, I am not a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this rosé is really hitting me. Hit me this it, time. Hit me just right. Say <laughs> that. Um, there were um, feminists had problems with Barbie. Okay, I, 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 okay, yeah. Show. Um, in the mid-70s, Mattel suffered some severe internal difficulties and almost went bankrupt in 1974. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> there, so Mattel launched a version of Barbie's little sister. Skipper? Um, yes. It was a version called Growing Up Skipper that they were like, okay, she has this younger sister. Let's try to show little girls how um, you can change in womanhood through puberty. Oh. Um, and let's use Skipper to do so. So it was trying to represent the physical change from girl to woman. By rotating growing up Skipper's arm, children could watch her torso lengthen and her breasts protrude. Whoa. Thus increasing her bra side. Whoa. Bra size. <laughs> the public was aghast. <laughs> <laughs> and growing up Skipper was promptly discontinued. 
Whoa. So I feel like this is very representative for Barbie trying to do something mm. like, hey, puberty's tough. We're now having this market of girls that have bought this Barbie at a specific time that are probably noticing changes in their bodies and probably not liking it too much. Let's try to mirror that with Skipper. And then it just ends up seeming really, like, perverted. Really weird. And weird. And, like, that doesn't just happen overnight where you twist your arm and then all of a sudden you have breath. (laughs) Like, what? That's such a weird – I mean, like, I get what the intent was, but how strange – very strange. And I think that probably came from a good place. Yeah. But it's not right. And it's weird. That's just like the thing that I would just think is that it's I, – I know exactly. I would be twisting that arm and watching the boobs pop up every yeah. second though. And then it's like sexualized. You know, like you're then yes. just focusing on boobs. And like like we were talking about before, there was something with Barbie that you just always wanted to see her naked. And you wanted to make them like all have sex with each other. <laughs> you did? What? Everyone's like, we did not do that. I definitely did that. Please let us know. Right now, if you're listening to this, text me or Claire, DM us. Yes. Uh, At Right Answers Mostly. At Right Answers Mostly. Tell us if you made your Barbies have sex. Have sex. You definitely did. Or like, I mean, I just remember like touching their boobs and just being like fascinated, just being like, oh my God, those boobs are insane. Well, they were like insane. They're like pointy. I mean- (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're nice boobs. They're nice boobs. They are. But okay, yes. No. So, you know, it's just, I think this in the 70s already, you can kind of see this theme of like, goddamn guys, not quite. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> and that's the theme throughout the rest of it. Oh. Um, so in July 1992, they released a teen talk Barbie. Teen which, talk? Teen talk. So Barbie could now speak. Oh. Um, she spoke a number of phrases, including, will I ever have enough clothes? <laughs> I love shopping. Want to have a pizza party? Yes. I mean, always. (laughs) Each doll was programmed to say four out of 270 possible phrases so that no two given dolls were likely to be the same. Wow. I mean, that's kind of impressive, honestly. Yeah, that really is. One of these 270 phrases was, math class is tough. Although only about 1.5% of the dolls sold said this phrase, it led to the criticism that this was becoming problematic, that she is becoming representative of someone that is maybe not intelligent, doesn't want to learn. Like is a bimbo is a what bimbo. they would say. Exactly. Which math class is tough. Oh, my God. Guys, <laughs> I can't even – I have stress dreams every night about like – Same. It's going just, into math class and being called on yes. and being like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It is just math class for me. Um, can I play devil's advocate for a second? Go for it. So – I totally – it's problematic if you have a Barbie that is just like, do I have enough clothes? And math class is is tough where – but also, I don't know. Once again, safe space. It's good to do this. But I'm also like, as a kid, I would have been like, math class is tough. And then Barbie goes on to be an astronaut. So she overcame it. I don't know that the kids – Minds go that way because I think someone would say, no, they're seeing a beautiful woman saying that math class is dumb instead of being mm. like, I love to study. I love to do this. But there's so many different girls and it reaches so many different things. Right. Like you could argue that having her try to like thrive for this perfectionism is also problematic. Like she should maybe express that she's struggling in school. Yeah. In yeah. Way. I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Sometimes I think that like – there doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. But I do think that I can see when you said, I didn't have, I don't have enough clothes. Like my gut reaction was like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? But the, I don't know. I know, I, t- I completely understand what you're saying. I think when it's all combined, that's where it gets tough. Mm-hmm. Of like shopping, I hate school. Yeah. But I also think from the beginning of time, people, companies, enterprises have tried to make a woman one specific thing. Exactly. And you can't, like for me, horrible in math class. I'm a smart person. Mm-hmm. I'm a smart woman. Literally, pretty much got Lord knows. I mean, I, I essentially failed every math class I ever took. <laughs> I, I took algebra three times. Yeah, like, and I think you know, it just it starts this really problematic narrative of like, if you're not good in one thing, that means you're not an intelligent woman. You know, it mm-hmm. is just like, and how do you represent that in a doll? And right. what she says, you can pick a number of phrases. What are you trying to tell? young women and 
it's kind of like you're damned if you do and you're damned, damned if you don't. But I totally understand what you're saying. That yeah. like, yeah, you don't have to like know all the you know all the right answers all the time. And we are a testament to that, aren't we? Cheers. <laughs> like, ow. Ow. <laughs> yeah. I, and the thing is, is like, I don't think that they were going in there being like, well, also they're going in there being like, relatable to all girls. She's bad at math. And it's like, there's the problem. And that may be of where they're coming from. Right. You know. It's just interesting that that one phrase was so controversial because they immediately discontinued that wow. specific doll or that one that said math class is tough. And they said that they would offer to swap another Barbie to anyone oh. that's doll said that to make sure that, that it would never come out of that wow. Barbie again. So people had a very strong reaction to that. Um, I, I guess if I gave my daughter a doll and the first phrases were, I don't have enough clothes. Math is hard. Then I beg, wait, what? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so much pressure. Like you're giving your kid, and this is also mm-hmm. before, we're in the 90s. This is before oh, this iPads, 90s. before iPhones. Like you're having a very, I think toys probably had a heavier weight mm-hmm. emotionally and psychologically than maybe we even think now because you're not getting all of that information. Like mm-hmm. you're having this doll that's t- literally speaking to you certain things that you're not hearing on social media, you know? So it's more contained in a way that like, I mean, I'm a kid of the nineties. I played with Barbies. I have pretty good like self-confidence and stuff, Mm -hmm. but we'll get into that later because it it has affected people as well. Of course. Um, so in 2002, Mattel introduced a line of pregnant Midge. Midge is pregnant. Of course, Midge is pregnant. And baby dolls. But it was also quickly pulled because um, there were complaints that she promoted teen pregnancy. Oh, my God. What? How, how old is Midge? She so, was created in the 60s. They literally <laughs> said Barbie's friend Midge is married and she's an adult and she should be able to get pregnant. And they were like, well, no, because it's not clear and little girls are going to think that they want to get pregnant at a young age. What? <laughs> also, I've never heard of this Midge. I don't even – I've never heard of her either. I thought her brunette friend's name was Teresa. Am I making that up? Oh, my God. Who was Teresa? I thought she was a brunette Barbie doll, but I, I don't that know. That does sound so familiar. But Midge apparently yeah. got knocked up. She got knocked up, and then they were like, that's slutty, and we have to discontinue her. Oh, my gosh. But, like, yeah, she's probably at this point, like, what? She's, like, in her 40s? <laughs> yeah. She's like revolutionary for a woman. Yeah, like, okay, like that's that's enough right there. But yeah, yeah so, you know, we're seeing a theme. Mm-hmm. However, the biggest controversy with Barbie has been about her body size. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously over the years, Barbie has generated huge mass sales. Um, and people did – people were like, okay, on a positive side, Barbie has traditional – like, not traditional gender roles. And mm-hmm. so that's great. She has a series of different jobs. There was a U.S. presidential candidate, Barbie. Ah. Um, and then on the other hand, people were like, is this promoting this really materialistic lifestyle? She has these beautiful houses, clothes, the way she speaks, the way she looks. Mm-hmm. And specifically the way that she looked with her tiny waist and her enormous breasts, it was estimated that if she were a real woman – her measurements would be that of 36, 18, 18? 38, which led, you know, many to complain that Barbie provided little girls with an unrealistic and harmful example of a fostered negative body image. I agree with that. I mean, an 18-inch waist is crazy. Well, according to research by the University Central Hospital in fin- in Helsinki, Finland, mm-hmm. she would lack the 17 to 22% body fat required for a woman to even menstruate. Ooh, that's tough. Tough. So, you know, she she is very thin. I've also heard, like, if she were blown up into real size, like, she would literally break from her height yeah. and everything. Yeah, and she, her- like, would not know. It, like, reminds me of that scene in Booksmart, you know, where they're, like, walking <laughs> at the dolls, and they're like, holy shit, how do you live like this? Yeah, and but, like, she would also collapse on herself because her measurements are so insane and don't yes. make any sense. They're definitely completely unrealistic. Um, you know, so obviously she looks this way. There's been some problems along the journey of Barbie, um... Like Barbie babysits mm-hmm. came with a book entitled How to Lose Weight, Ooh. which advised don't eat 
The same book was included in another ensemble called Slumber Party in 1965, along with a pink bathroom scale that was set at 110 pounds. Where do these people get off on sending kids books that tell them not to eat? So this is where, like, in doing the research personally, I became a little bit more and more enraged because, of course, she looks a certain way. And you're like, yeah, not realistic, not healthy, not something that you should be showing little girls that, like, that's the dream of, like, quadruple D's and a size 18 waist, Mm -hmm. which is sickly. Yeah. I don't even think I realized how much that is ingrained in you as a little kid. No, I know. And, you know, and at also the same time, at least for me personally, when I had Barbies and I'm lucky enough to have had a space with a mother who really like had open communication with me of like, okay, so you're also watching the little mermaid Mm -hmm. and she has this waist that is probably the same size as Barbie that's not realistic. That's not what you need oh, to look like. That's amazing that she did that. But you know, I'm I'm lucky in that way, and a lot of a lot of people don't have that that dialogue. But then to add on to that of putting in books saying don't eat, and to putting a specific number on the scale, yes. that's where that now they're responsible for damaging even beyond because you're giving someone a specific image, a number, a instruction. Phrase. That's disgusting. I know, and that has nothing to do with playing with the toys. Like what? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And yeah, so that's just like, why even, why go there? This is no longer about envisioning, like, if we're going back to why she was invented, yeah. which was for little girls to have this vision of their future. And that's, why are you doing that? Yeah. Ew. So really tough. Very disappointing. So disappointing. Also, like, who did that? Was it a man? Was it a woman? I, gross. I know. Like, and I wonder too, like, I mean, Ruth has never, like, given statements on that. And she has now since passed. Mm. And I just truly wonder, like, do you have any sort of guilt? Let's get a Ouija board out and channel oh Ruth. God, right now. Just and <laughs> ask her. Ruth, what the hell are you thinking? What the hell are you thinking? Yeah. So, you know, things like this were happening. Um, they've done a lot of studies, psychological studies, of putting little girls Little girls, I know. It always sounds creepy to say. Like no, young women. It sounds creepy children, to children me. that identify as little girls doesn't sound creepy okay. to me. It I'm going to say little girls. It creeps me out when people are like, when I was a little girl. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about this <laughs> oh, the other yes. day. Um, but they've done a lot of studies of putting girls, um, you know, four to six into um, the, the Mattel's headquarters and kind of seeing what happens and mm. how they talk about Barbie and, um, there has since been a newly released Barbie, which I'll get to in a second, who has a different body size, and there's been a lot of more varieties. But they have studied um, what, you know, children are literally saying about the, quote, traditional Barbie and then newer Barbies. And most of the feedback that has come from, like, six-year-old girls has been very reluctant to say what they think about the new Barbie, huh. that they seem to be very, like, bashful and they don't want to – about the new Barbie. About oh. the new Barbie. And so what happened in this um, in this recent study at the headquarters was when an adult came in and was like, hey, like, what are the differences that you see? The girls all kind of looked at each other and they were like, well, I don't want to hurt her feelings, one of them said. And then the other one said, well, this one's a little chubbier. She's, well, you know, and then she spells out and whispers F-A-T. Mm-hmm. Wow. What? And just like, there's so much to unpack there. Well, there's like these girls that are struggling with, you know, using like political correctness. Right. It's- to, say, to not even say the word fat says mm-hmm. a lot about what our country has put onto fat shaming and yes. Wow. And so um, Tanya Massad, I hope I pronounced that correctly, who was leading the study, she said, we see it a lot. The adult leaves the room and they undress the curvy Barbie and they snicker a little bit. Um, to me, it's these moments where it really um, sets in how important it is that we do this. And, you know, just to – it's hard stuff to hear because, wow. you know, a six-year-old saying that is – you just realize how impressionable everyone is from that such is a young age. crazy because they've gotten these Barbies so much earlier. And so they see her and then all of a sudden they see something different. 
Yeah. Um, the most compelling, which was a 2006 study published in the journal Developmental Psychology, found that girls exposed to Barbie at a young age expressed greater concern with being thin compared to those exposed to other dolls. Wow. We are, human beings are so crazy. It is truly crazy. Like, truly that, that you get a piece of plastic that is shaped a certain way and it can change your life forever. Mm-hmm. And how is that really different than watching a movie mm-hmm. or, you know, all Disney movies are just mm-hmm. skinny white women yes. lusting after men, essentially, yeah. who also have very unrealistic bodies. But, I mean, do you do you feel like that ingrains something in you? I think – A movie compared to a doll? I think that they're both very – impressionable. I have dealt with body issues myself. I don't think I'm necessarily unique in that as being a woman. Mm -hmm, Of course. Yeah. I think there's so many factors that lead up to that. And it's been going on for so long that it's hard to say like, it's more specifically the doll. It's more specifically the movie. It's like, it's all of the magazine. Yes. It's all of these things. And I feel very hopeful that Things are getting introduced to girls at a younger age that are more inclusive. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course it's impressionable. Yeah. Yeah. How could it not be? Because you're For saying sure. Barbie is this icon. You want to be like her, everything about her. Here's how she looks. Exactly. So if you're going to have her, like, you're just going to want to be just like her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can all agree that that affected us. I think for some people, like for me, I think I was the most like, holy shit with like actual, um, like celebrities Mm -hmm. that was really like, why can't I be, why can't I look like that? Why am I not that pretty? Like Mary Kate and Ashley Mm -hmm. were a big one for me where I just was like, I'll always be a hideous monster. I still feel that way looking at them. (laughs) And like Hillary Duff, like real people affected me a lot more in that way of like, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I wish I had more vivid memories of playing with Barbies and sort of wondering, like, if there, yeah, if I had any like cognitive memory of like, I mean, I should look like this. I can still specifically feel what it feels like to feel her waist. You know what I'm Same, saying? Because it goes like in, in. It's like slicky and it goes down. And I bet a lot of you can relate to that right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that proves our point right there. Wow. That like me as an adult can still remember that feeling perfectly. Oh, I have chills. Right? But yeah. so it's like, of course it does. No, for sure. That just like stays with you for so long. And also, there are, very, there are naturally thin women out there. It is – well, I'm not here to body shame that as well. Of course not. I just – we need more inclusivity. Yes. And there's, yes, there's, there should not be shaming no matter what you look like, what you want to look like, what you ask your plastic surgeon to make you look like. Like, obviously there's problematic things of, you know, why we think we should look a certain way. Right. Everyone, there's no shame in anything, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point of just like feeling that like physical memory of, you know, which shows how iconic she is problematically and not, Uh, you know? Exactly. So... Needless to say, in 2016 was the first time that new body shapes were introduced. That is crazy that it took that long. 2016, guys. Like, that's when we were all adults. I mean, I mean, that's when I was, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's when we're no longer playing with Barbies and we're fucking yeah. grown-ups and we're like, oh, now? I now mean, this if this started happening? in the very late 50s, early 60s, and now it's 2016 and we're changing it up to show more body types, that's... Like, where have you been? But when you think about it, too, in, like, the 90s and early 2000s, we're still seeing oh. sitcom friends, all of them white, size zero to two women. Low-rise you know? jeans everywhere. Yes, and that's, you know, the Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. uh, Nicole Richie, Lindsay Lohan. You know, it, it was just very, um, quote-unquote, trendy to be a stick. It's like the phrase cocaine chic. Mm-hmm. It's. Horrible. So problematic. It's just like beyond. Yeah. So I think it took them a little bit too long, you could say. Yeah. Um, But um, 2016, so four four body types were introduced, seven skin tones, 22 eye colors, 
and 24 hairstyles. Amazing. So yes for progress. I mean, you know, one could argue four body types that's not even close to yeah. enough. But, you know, hey, I'm happy that we're, she's we're no longer started. has 17% body fat. You yeah. know, like there is – it's a start. Um, you know, however, then there's still the issue of where's the, the racial diversity in Barbie. Totally. So Black Barbie was launched in 1980. 1980? But she still had Caucasian features. Oh. And she was called Black Barbie. Wow. And it's not like Barbie was called White Barbie. Right. You know? Yes. It's like, this. you're different. Yeah. So there's Barbie and then there's Black Barbie. Mm. Not okay. So in 1990, Mattel created a focus group with African-American children and parents, early childhood specialists, and clinical psychologist Darlene Powell Hudson. Instead of using the same molds for the Caucasian Barbies, new ones were created. In addition, facial features, skin tones, hair texture, and names were all altered. Wow. I also think it's also important for parents to buy Barbies that don't look like your child's for white children. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Yeah. So you know, they're they're once again, it all circles back to like, let's try to do the right thing, and then they're just not. They're not. They're not getting it. They're not doing exactly what they should be doing. Um, So Mattel teamed up with. Nabiasco, Nabiasco, um, which is National Biscuit Company. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Oh, I didn't know that. I feel like I know – I mean, I think I know what you're talking about. So they tried to launch a cross-promotion of Barbie with Oreo cookies. Yeah, as I say, like Oreos. Yeah. Um, Is it Nabisco? Nabisco. Did I say (laughs) Nabiasco? Good God. (laughs) Guys, Nabisco. (laughs) Don't even listen to me anymore. I'm going to officially resign. No, don't do it. Don't leave it's me alone. It's now just Claire. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, like, well, yes, then we're leaving with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Guys, who do you like better? Just say it. It's Claire, isn't it? <laughs> it's not true. So Nabisco. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this episode of Wash? <laughs> the people love it. <laughs> Um, Oreo Fun Barbie what? was marketed as someone with whom young girls could play with after class and share America's favorite cookie. Um, I mean, that's really smart to do branding like that. Oh, you know, hey, it sure is. Um, Mattel manufactured both a white and black version. Critics argue that in the African-American community, Oreo is a derogatory, a derogatory term, meaning mm. that the person is black on the outside and white on the inside, like the chocolate mm. sandwich cookie itself. Um, so the doll was unsuccessful. Oh my god, they're like shit. They're like once again, God. Damn it. <laughs> We're like, stop making these dumb decisions. And she was pulled out from the from the stores. God, so, I feel like Barbie is just like your aunt who's trying to be woke, and yep, then it's like getting it wrong every time. That's exactly what it is. Um, so soon after the Oreo Oreo debacle, Mattel found themselves under fire again following the release of Share a Smile, Becky. A doll who used a pink wheelchair. Mm. Unfortunately, Cher oh. Smile Becky endured some of the same accessibility issues people in wheelchairs face every day. Becky's wheelchair could not navigate Barbie's dream house. Um, she did not fit into the elevator. She could not be put inside Barbie's vehicles. Barbie's long hair also had a habit of getting caught in the wheels. <laughs> so people were enraged. Wait. Were people like – so they, they come out with this Barbie who's in a wheelchair and were they like, I don't see a wheelchair accessible elevator yes. in Barbie's house. Yes. So like why can you come up with this but then not give her like the same privileges okay. of, of what Barbie has? Like if she's in a wheelchair, well, then you got to fucking put a ramp in the house and like gotcha. things like that. So people were like, you can't do one thing and not do the other. Do you think that they were – well, and this on them, they were just like, we didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I honestly do. Yeah. I think like you said, it's like the aunt being like, this is good, right? Yeah, and people yeah, being yeah. Like, but no, because like that. let's say that there's somebody that also is in a wheelchair that's playing with this but being like, well, now I'm playing in her house. I can't but get But she can't even go up to her bedroom. Like how does that work out? So – a new version of Share Smile Becky was launched with shorter hair, mm. but that's really all that they did. They were like, well, that could help, um, but she was soon discontinued. It, it was a fail. That's such a shame because there's so much potential there. I think they would try one thing and then be scared by the 
cancel culture. Yes, by the negative response to it. And I think they had – I do think they had good intentions. Yeah. I think they just weren't – their team was not fully thinking of it. Yeah, Um, who is their team? It's a really good question. (laughs) Like, what? Probably a bunch of white privileged people. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, So – in more recent years, they have really tried to step it up. Like for International Women's Day in 2018, Mattel released a new batch of dolls based on real-life role models. So there was uh, Frida Kahlo, Amer- mm. Amelia Earhart. Um, it was called the Inspiring Women Historic Collection. There were Olympic champions. It was really trying Wait, didn't to – Bi- Didn't Simone Biles have one or something? Or maybe I made that up. She probably did. Yeah. Um, this was in 2018 – some criticism um, followed of, like, the Frida Kahlo Barbie face criticism for whitewashing the Mexican artist, minimiz- mm. minimizing her unibrow and inaccurately representing her clothes. Um, so, um, Mara de Anda Romeo, well, actually, her great-grandniece, she said, you don't turn a doll into Frida Kahlo by putting flowers in her hair and giving her a colorful dress. Mm. So once, you know, once again, I think – it's hard to give someone so amazing like Frida Kahlo the to transfer her to a doll. Yeah, and then obviously you know there there's going to be backlash. Backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that they could have done better. So, needless to say, there are so many controversies with Barbie. There are there have in the Middle East. Um, Barbie used to be popular there, and then about 2003, they basically said she does not, you know, represent traditional Islamic values. We cannot support this anymore. What? Um, what do you know? What values that w- was that she didn't support? Um, it said that um, revealing clothes mm. and shameful postures, accessories, and tools are a symbol of decadence to the perverted West. Mm. Let us beware of her dangers and be careful. This is in 2003. Oh, damn! That's um, really intense. So um, in July 2010, Mattel released a Barbie video girl, a Barbie doll with a pinhole camera in her chest, enabling clips of up to 30 minutes to be recorded, viewed, and uploaded to a computer via a USB cable. And then the FBI is like, this is just going to promote child pornography. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait. Just like, anyway. What? So he's just like <laughs> slipping that in there. Wait, I'm sorry. Whoa. Why would they ever do that? Why? I- once again, try and change the times. Like 2010, that's a couple years after the iPhone was released. They were like, oh, Barbie can now be this, like, that's... she can be involved with technology and you can record things with her. And then they're like, don't do this. Yeah. Um, although it stated publicly that there was no reported evidence that the doll had been used in, in that way, I'm sure people. Oh, yeah. That's too. That, it's just you're asking for things. You're to really asking that. for it. Ew. Yeah. But, you know. Let's talk about some of the more iconic things and ways that um, she's been really positive. So there have been more than 40 international Barbies that have been created. There's been a drag queen Barbie. There's been a chemo Barbie named Ella. Um, It has been said, uh, the economist has emphasized the importance of Barbies to um, a child's imagination, stating from her early days as a teenage fashion model – Barbie has appeared as an astronaut, surgeon, Olympic athlete, downhill skier, aerobics instructor, TV news reporter, vet, rock star, doctor, army officer, Air Force pilot. This goes on forever and Amazing. ever and ever. Um, when Barbie first burst into the toy shops, just as the 1960s were breaking, the doll market consisted mostly of Barbie's design for girls to cradle, rock, and feed. By creating a doll with adult features, Mattel enabled girls to become anything they want. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. At 60 years old, Barbie has transcended the toy store shelf or the Amazon warehouse, you could say. Oh, yeah, that's true. She stars in a Netflix series, Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures. She has almost 40 animated films to her name. Wow. Barbie. And in January, it was announced that Margot Robbie will now be playing Barbie in a live action movie directed by uh, Greta Gerwig and written by, oh, what is her name? She wrote Ocean's 8, um, Olivia Mitch. I cannot wait for that movie and just to see like what they do with it and I yes for like Broadway. female producers yes. margot robbie's producing it obviously directing and written by a woman i'm so excited to see i think it's going to be 
really important of them. I'm, I'm sure they're going to deliver a positive message. I agree. I, that's why I'm so excited to see how they take this story with Barbie. Me too. Um, I'm curious yeah. to see how people are going. I really want to hear y'all's feedback and like what your story and what your thoughts are with Barbie, because I understand why she is controversial, negative. I just loved Barbie growing up so much. Um, I'm glad that they're trying to improve her. Yes. And like, it's crazy. It just, I keep thinking like, it's crazy that a piece of plastic is so impactful. It is crazy. And it's like the same thing of like, how could a, you know, something you watch on a TV screen change your entire life or trajectory or body image? Like, I mean, it's all these things of no matter what you hold or view or... We're so impressionable. Yeah. And there is a lot of responsibility, you know, in having such... You know, in 2020, Barbie had $1.3 billion in sales. Wow. It's still so big. She is literally, she is a certified, what did they say? A certified social media icon. (laughs) She has 2 million followers on Instagram. You could follow her and watch her, you know, like. Barbie has an Instagram? She sure does. I know. I was shook by that too. She, you what? I was shook by it too. Oh my gosh. Yes. She has like kept up with the times. She's kept up with the times. Um, Yeah. And you know, to this day, she is, you know, she's a so, quote-unquote social media influencer still. She's on YouTube. She posts um, animated vlogs. Finding your voice. She is still on these platforms, white, blonde, and slim. Mm. So for her main, where people are going to be seeing her, her main platform, you know, she still does appear as that. Um, She'll always be that. Do the different body types have different names or they're still just Barbie? That's a good question. I would like for them to just be Barbie. I think they are because I don't think, you know, I know back in the day it was like Christmas Barbie, like workout Barbie. I doubt that they would change anything to like curvier Barbie or something. I mean, that would be insane. I don't think that they have. That's something I should look up. And if you guys know, please let us know. Yeah, please do. Um, but that's about the gist of the history of, of our gal. It's just so Barbara. interesting that she, Barbara, she is so Barbara Roberts. Barbara Roberts. Um, yeah, Barbara, what was it? Mel- Maleficent. Maleficent <laughs> um, Roberts. Wow. I mean, talk about staying relevant, which is so hard to do these days. Also with Barbie. <laughs> I always think about life size with Tyre Banks. Yep. Oh, for sure. That was like my biggest dream is to have one of my Barbies come oh to life. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. And like, you know, she's been, she's always been on our minds. Like even with like, you know, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Yes. Like all of that has just been, it stayed with us. I wonder if they'll ever um, market to boys more. Because there's also that aspect of it that I'm sure there were boys who would have loved to play with a Barbie, but it's always marketed towards girls, and it's a girl thing. And totally. I think the toy industry has a lot of responsibility yeah. and a very far way to go of like, you know, and it's everything with gender roles of like, do not you do not have to give your son a, a G.I. Joe. Exactly. And you don't have to give your girl, a, you know, a doll in a pretty dress. Mm-hmm. Like there just needs – there needs to be inclusivity – and variety in anything, especially with children that are just, this is literally going to make an impact. And yeah. So, I mean, hey, I'm no parent. I'm either. Uh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> They'd be like, why are you always recording and drinking at 3 p.m.? <laughs> Don't ask about it. Like, honey, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Go back with your Barbie. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. Wow. So interesting. Just, she changed the world. She did. She really, really did. Wow. Um. And, you know, yeah, like Claire said, we'd love to hear your stories of yeah. um, your experiences and how how Barbie may or may not have shaped you. Mm-hmm. Did and you chop yeah. off her hair? I did. Oh, yeah. And just drew all over her. All and over then just her. And honestly made them scissor. Okay, I'm going to say it. Okay? I We've all been thinking it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's so true. Finally, we got there. We got to some honesty. Yeah. I mean, I remember feeling like confused when I would make them naked and like do that. Like I just was like, is this what sex is? Like they don't really have like genitalia. Yeah. But I still feel like something, 
something a brewing in my body. And they didn't talk about that in Toy Story, and they should have. They sure should have. Of like, guys, when you make your dolls have sex, <laughs> the Barbies come out of it, and they're like, well. Yeah, they're like, we didn't ask for this. I'm exhausted. This is what makes you feel better in your understanding <laughs> of your own womanhood. We're sure. here for you in that way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited to hear y'all's thoughts and stories on Barbie. Yeah, let us know. And I'm excited to see the movie. Really oh, me too. Movie. It's going to be so good. That was terrifying. What's wrong? Someone started calling. Oh. And in the ear, in the uh, headphones, it was so loud. Oh, no. That's painful. That was shocking. Shocking, shocking. to the system. But anyway, guys, thanks for sticking through this. Um, <laughs> I am sufficiently tipsy. I don't know why. I, I haven't drank more than I usually do. Worried that I'm not. What's Are you not? On? No. And it's like. It's have, just, have I seemed drunk? Huh? Have I seemed <clears throat> No, you drunk? don't seem drunk. I don't think you seem drunk. I'm just like disappointed that I don't feel drunk because that would oh, probably be better. I need to take, take another sip. I know. All right, kids. Well, <laughs> we love you guys. Yes. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have not, please give us five stars. Yes. Um, write us a little review. Follow us on Instagram. And I really want to know what you guys want to know the history on. Don't yeah. be shy. Don't be shy. Literally be like, we don't, you know, we're not going to do a prompt on it. Like literally just tell us. Just tell us so that we can know and we can, you know. Please you. Be of the people. Oh, we love to please you. <laughs> yes. We're here to please. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next Monday. Yes. Yeah, see you next Monday. Go Bye-bye. play with Barbie. You go. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>